set. Skimmy on set. And we're live. We are live. You got a set up here. I know. <laughs> You're checking me out. Um, I, for our uh, audio only listeners today, I decided to try the mic set up with the stand because after watching myself back for eight previous episodes now, I realize I am a fidgety person. You are so calm, cool, and collected. You don't move. And I'm like pulling my sleeves down, maybe having both my hands it's, now is going to make it worse. It's funny because for me, my feet, I keep fidgeting, but I also notice for me, I'm going to start a tally of how many times I pick up my drink and then I don't end up drinking it. You do that all the time because by the end of every episode, I have not only lapped you in whatever we're drinking, but it's always gone. Like if we have these sodas, it'll be gone in our wine I filled mine up and you hadn't even taken like two sips. Yeah, I do that uh, like in real life too. Yeah, which also spoke to the content I was spewing <laughs> by the end of the last episode. <laughs> oh God, what a what a good one. What a good one. Oh, uh, let's get, today we have some Diet Coke on set. Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, we have any other Diet Dr. Kelp slash Diet Dr. Pepper loyal followers out there, but they've been sold out on Amazon for way too long. They also have been hard to get in my grocery store, too. What? Is it us? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> Jesus? Cheers. Well, it's not Travis. Mm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sometimes it... What are these called? I just had a stroke. Diet Cokes just hit a little different. They do. It's crispy. I'm so cold, you guys. I'm sitting here with a blankie over my lap because I'm freezing. And I just, speaking of ordering things on Amazon, I just ordered um, decaf coffee because I was sitting on my couch and I was so cold. I couldn't enjoy any of my beverages. And you know I'm a beverage goblin. Yeah. (laughs) I three at all times. Yeah. And I think uh, come the colder days, I'm going to want something a little more comfy and cozy than... Like a cold soda at night That's or a cold lemon water, which is my normal go-to. I only recently became a sock person. No, I have sensory issues with socks. I've never liked wearing socks. Yeah, me neither. Okay, people who sleep in socks. Insane. At like jail time. No. Electric chair. Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't even think. The thought of sleeping in socks makes me have some type of feeling that I don't like. Yeah. No, it's it's too much for me. Um, the, my feet are the first thing that I'll stick out of the covers if I get too hot. Well, that's anyway. just I think out of mere convenience. No, what else are you gonna stick? No, out No, because if torso? I, you you pulled the covers down. Oh, or like, I don't like that. That makes me feel unsafe. Yeah, just my anyway. Enough with free feet content. Um, <laughs> no pictures. No, no photos. No please. visual associated with that audio. Oh, let's see. What is our first topic of the day well, here? How have you been? Feet. Oh. <laughs> say speaking of feet the new york marathon was this weekend people use feet for that that's true people lose this might be a little gross their feet they lose their toenails when they do long distance running (laughs) thought you were gonna say they lose their feet i was like yeah Yeah. their toenails fall off and then their nipples chafe and everything chafes and they have blisters everywhere and diarrhea Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see um any of the signs that people had? Yeah, there they were, were some like, good ones. They were like, don't My trust f- the fart after mile whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, My favorite one was, uh, it just said, I also love attention. <laughs> and I was like, that is relatable. Some people's signs said, like, just go to therapy. Yeah. Was, At least I you're not that. in Staten Island anymore. Yeah. That was a good one, too. They were funny. Um, But it got me thinking about um running in general. And I know we've absolutely dragged the app Strava on this podcast before and mainly as a means of like having it on your dating profile but I run I'm not a runner but I run and I've realized recently that to other people they're those are the same thing so I was getting my makeup done recently for a wedding and the makeup artist was like I don't know how we got talking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I haven't been able to. I took like four months off running because I hurt my leg. And she was like, oh, like, are you a runner? And I was like, I don't really know what that means. I was like, I'm not necessarily a runner, but I run like a couple miles every day. And she was like, oh, well, that's still a lot. And I was like, but whenever I have a conversation like this, 
the person acts like I run a marathon a week. Yeah. And that's just not. I'm with you. I'm like, the most I've ever ran in my life is like a 10K, which is six something miles. And I, I just, I'm not. It's normally for like a, a thing, like a purpose, like a race. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, I may run three miles at most. But most I just started running again and I'm like, I'll go for a six mile walk, but I'll still only run like a mile and a half, two miles of it. Yeah. The most I've ever run at once is eight miles on accident on the treadmill. Um, Going through something? I don't know. No, I don't think so, really. You just felt really good. I just felt fine and I didn't want to stop. And I was like, this is the farthest I've ever run. I might as well keep going. Oh, okay. Um, that was earlier this year has not even come close since. And now I just run like a mile or two basically to warm up for a lift. That's Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, it's always funny having a running conversation because people automatically assume that you are like waking up at 4am every morning. Yeah. Or you just can run mapping out your bathrooms. (laughs) Literally like you are, you have all like the finest gear. You have the little like water bottle belt bag. Or like yeah. a camelback. And it's like no bestie. Speaking of that, I couldn't imagine running more than I do. I've been running less than normal too. But I learned recently that the lighter weight shoes you run in, the more often you should replace them. And I've run in Hoka's. I have for years and I love them. So I started replacing mine two to three times a year. It has very conveniently fallen on holidays and or things that I get gifts for. So my lovely mother recently asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I told her... I will be due for a new pair of Hoka's by the time Christmas comes around. Mm -hmm. And she messages me back and she goes, I can't believe those sneakers are $180. And I was like, yeah, it sucks having to replace them three times a year. They're $180. Yeah. So it's just crazy. And I don't run that much. It's like, imagine if you do run like 50 miles a week, what are you replacing your shoes every month? I think you just have multiple pairs of shoes that you rotate through That's because crazy. it's also you probably track your mileage even more. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's like what? A, I don't even know, remember the number anymore, but it's yeah. four to five hundred miles for normal sneakers and two to three hundred for lightweight. Yeah. Which so, is not that much. Exactly. That's crazy. I feel like the way you should be shopping for sneakers especially for running mm-hmm. um is like the way that people look at mattresses where it's like it's an investment and it's like helps with like the alignment of your spine and like all like you're gonna fuck that. up your whatever no i've never i'm my mattress was a like a hundred dollars on amazon mine was my sister's before it was mine do you have something on it because i think that mattress pads save mattresses like i think you could take my mattress pad and put it on concrete, and it would be just as comfortable. That's crazy. Yeah, it's I from just Costco. Have a regular plug. mattress pad. I don't have like a foam topper or anything. Oh my god, I love my phone topper. I think phone foam. Well, speaking of things that happen every year, like the Manhattan Marathon, New York Marathon. Yeah. Um, we have what other? We just had um happenstance. Some of our friend traditions have just happened since we're in our lull of our like main go around of traditions what are you looking forward to after apre thanksgiving after thanksgiving is my most favorite and cherished friend group tradition of all time which is our annual nutcracker outing Mm. this will be my fifth year i think um fourth it started with me and my dear friend victoria and allison um and my old roommate carly and Bestie Carly, um, going to see the Nutcracker at Warner Theater in D.C. because Victoria's company was generous enough to give us free tickets. And it was just so nice. We went to dinner after, and then I loved it so much. Um, it reminded me of my childhood because I used to go to the Nutcracker a lot with my grandma when I was little. Cute. Yeah, and so I just started planning it every December for our friends, and I think last year we had 16 people yeah, who showed up. Yeah, a huge group. It was massive. So now we do Nutcracker and then we go out to dinner at Old Abbott afterward. We plan months in advance and it's just really exciting and wholesome and I love it so much. Yeah. You get all dressed up. You it's spend just, too much money on dinner. Exactly. It's <laughs> just so fun to just like get gussied up with your friends and feel like super fancy for a night. I feel like the word gussy up came out of nowhere. Not like really out of nowhere. But it's in a Zach Bryan song. Oh, is it? 
and not a new one, oh. but just like one that is on his Spotify playlist. And then you said it on our last episode. And the only reason that's fresh in my mind is because I watched it today when it came out. Yeah. And then you just said it again. And I'm like, is everyone saying Gusita? Am I everyone? Are you Zach Bryan? Kimmy, I have to tell you something. <laughs> we have I'm a coming lot out to talk Zach about. Brian. <laughs> uh, no, I just feel like that's something that like my grandma and like my dad even would say. I love like it. That. Like it's like pocketbook. It's you know like what one I mean? of the <laughs> fuck people who say pocketbook. That's my entire dad's <laughs> side. Of the I, I feel like it is very regional. Oh, for sure. But I this reminded Tuesday. me of another, um, yeah, another old timey phrase that I want to bring back. Bring it. I was just watching Gilmore Girls before you got here, and Lorelai was like, yeah, he asked me to go study, and <laughs> I lost my mind, and I was like, the next time someone asks me to, like, date them. Be boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, be boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, If they don't ask, and do you want to go study, I'm saying no. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, that's actually so funny. I just saw a TikTok that was like when you were and your best friend are the same person. And it was basically a co- compilation of them like recording, like get ready with me's and just having the same mannerisms, the same laugh, sigh, fill in the blank. And it's basically exactly what we just did. So that's why we have the podcast together. Yeah. And that's is. why we finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Now I have fully caught on. Third time's the charm. Yeah, third yeah. time's the charm. Um, another thing I recently saw on TikTok that I love, and that's all this podcast is obviously is recapping TikTok trends, is like the list of phrases that we use to qualify our sentences when we're about to shit talk. Oh, yeah. And it's something that Car- I used to make fun of Car- Carly for all the time because she would get all like hyped up to shit talk or gossip someone and she would just go. Can I be mean for a second? <laughs> I was like, you're like, let me get my popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're gonna say it anyway. <laughs> and whether or not I actually think it's me, and you don't have to say that. <laughs> like, it's okay. So that was one of them. I also love a good no offense. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, just saying. Mm, offense. Yeah. Yeah, just saying. Just yeah. saying can be a little bitchy. Like, con- just saying comes so off. no offense. Totally. <laughs> but I feel like no offense is more like, you're trying to cover your ass to me. Oh, yeah, because no offense, you most likely will preface something. Yeah. And just saying comes like at the end. Just saying seems more like condescending. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sassy. Um, I also feel the same way when people are like, and I'm just saying that. Like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And blah. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, it. yeah. 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 It's like, and we I'm not there. just saying that. Yeah. And I'm like, like, okay, what are you then? Yeah. I'm like, so like, are you saying that people would lie to me and say that to me or whatever? And like the whole reason you felt the need to qualify is so that like, I believe that this is actually intentional and like not fake. Like that's how it comes off to me is like, and I'm not just saying that. It's like, hey, you like, I really love that color on you. And I'm not just saying that. And I'm like, slap someone. backhanded compliment like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean I'm just like you're yeah. not a real friend oh my god backhanded compliments also just absolutely anyway get me I feel the same because it's like people who are like can I be rude for a second or not can to I be, be rude honest? but yeah you're can just you're honest gonna honestly honestly oh my god are we let's just get on a whole grammar segment literally me for me personally stop I gotta catch myself on that I do it sometimes but I'm just Every you want, t- when I hear it again, I'm like, I know. For me personally, no, just say one of them. They both mean the same thing. Yeah. Um, I can't stop saying, even though I know it's grammatically incorrect. And also, oh, I like, but I like, but, and also, by the way, two plus, um, well, that's <laughs> funny. I, I just know. say, and also, and, and also, <laughs> and also, I bought the cheese. You can just say, and I bought the cheese. Also, I bought the cheese. Also, I bought the cheese. They're interchangeable. They both mean additionally. Let's yeah. cut one of them out. And also, I got the cheese, too. <laughs> and also, I got the cheese, too, additionally. What if it was, as like, well if as. it was, like, double negatives, where when you said, and also, it canceled out, so it actually means I didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> and also, I didn't get the cheese. <laughs> Wink. Wink. 
I've been trying. I've been also trying to correct myself because I've been um, e- reading and learning up on like when you say. Sometimes I say women when we talk about shitting on men, and I mean like anybody who dates a man, basically. Yeah, I especially was... if they like identify as women. But sometimes it'd be like women and females, or like everyone else. And I don't mean it as like woman and then everyone else. It's because I said women first, and then I was like, "Fuck!" I meant to be more inclusive in my wording. Yeah. But there are some people out there who say like women and femme or whatever. Oh, interesting. And it's sort of like they'll write it out like for the women and femme population or something. And it's mm-hmm. like for me, I literally meant a femme population, right? Not just yeah. like cis women, and. I just like I'm trying to be more better about being more inclusive the first time around so it's more not better miscon- yeah so it's not misconstrued <laughs> and you know that I'm always very 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 well at grammar yes <laughs> um so I've been like reading about that because it's like in the uh, especially sorry I meant like, yeah 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 <laughs> but like with feminism you know how they can be kind of exclusive so that's but, just like, one with thing feminism <laughs> They're just like, can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> but, like, but like with feminism. feminism. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone. <laughs> feminism Sorry. dot dot dot. It's not, not for, for everyone. everyone. <laughs> That's what's for dinner. Not for everyone. Not for most men. Um, if anyone watched uh, episode eight, we debriefed Hannah's Instagram live dating show experience. Mm-hmm. And they posted a reel today <laughs> of her turning this guy down and then cutting to the gift it's like oh damn (laughs) and it was really funny and I hope you felt validated in your decision it was really funny they also cut in my fit and like zoomed in on my face one time um I admittedly didn't watch the whole thing it was a long ass reel and you know it was and I was the last one my attention span if you do not catch my interest in a tiktok within the first 10 seconds I am out of there which is why i love that they put me in the first 10 seconds and then later yeah. when i came back in yeah um, i didn't but see they you later when you came back i in. wouldn't have watched it if it didn't have me in it <laughs> thank you for being honest um honestly <laughs> to be honest um i just just saying can but i be rude for a second do you want to talk about men since <laughs> i started talking about the femme experience and dating men experience sometimes when i'm talking to a man i feel like i'm talking to my manager to fucking figure out what they're saying you got me in the middle of a drink with that one you know yeah and i'm like is this like is this good is it bad are you mad at me are we making plans are you suggesting that i make plans i'm like i don't i don't I went to school nine times out of ten. I don't know. And got a degree in a communications field. And I still don't understand. I remember like there was a time in my career where I didn't communicate with my step level manager that much. And when they would send me work or message me or email me, I would constantly have to take it to my direct manager and be like, can you translate this? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're asking for. That's the worst part about a job in general when you start <laughs> worst <laughs> part about a job is trying to understand everyone's different communication styles yes and then you're like i feel like this person's always mad at me and then like your work I think that's bff just, is like that's just how they are i think that's just being a millennial in the workforce like in a female yeah and and anxious and having anxious attachment issues. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i anyway, have the worst speaking anxious. of being anxious attachment and communicating with men it does feel like you have to decode what they're saying yeah like, like i full-on paramore twilight future yeah yeah like secret orphan annie little orphan annie <laughs> secret decoder yes. ring yes i always wanted one of those <laughs> if you want to get me a niche gift please get and they're probably expensive as hell i'm sure let's see how much they go for on ebay after this yeah i honestly would love to because i always was very fascinated by them in the in the christmas story yeah i was like i want to i wanted I, it's really just a fidget toy for me i just want to spin the numbers yeah and i know i could go get a lock and do the same thing but it doesn't feel as satisfying. But we could write secret codes, and I loved that shit growing up. I wanted to pretend to pretend I was like a secret little spy, you know? Yeah, we could. We, we could can still start, do that. We can write in code. According to the Spy Museum in DC, one in ten people in DC are spies. I 
fucking love that museum. <laughs> I fucking love that fact. It's correct. It's usually the second or third thing out of my mouth when people ask if I like living here. They're yeah. like, oh, do you like living in D.C.? I'm like, yeah, I love it so much. I never want to leave the area. By the way, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and also, did you know that? Um, and and also, that is why we and don't. Also, oh, fuck me sideways. And <laughs> also, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Can I be mean for a second? You're really putting pressure on me. <laughs> I'm feeling really stifled in this creative environment. good grammar. <laughs> and now I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, and full stop, that is why we don't speak in Ubers. Well, it's why you just be careful about what you say in Ubers and Because everyone's a spy. Yeah. Um, no, but in reality, it just is scary because you share the most, like, yeah. Where are you from? The biggest parts of your identity. Here. Where do you work? Yeah. And you're dropping me off somewhere near probably where I live or where I go a lot. And now they brought back the ride shares. Yes. And like the first five minutes of small talk, you share the most important details about your life. Mm -hmm. And one time in a ride share, actually, a few years ago, I was going to a Caps game and I was not making a lot of money. So I was taking Uber pools wherever I could. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got in the back seat and there was already another passenger and he started chatting me up and it turned out that he was a med student at Georgetown who had gone to UNC undergrad as well. And, or actually he may have already been a doctor and was in residency at Georgetown and went to UNC med school. He went to UNC for school at some point. Yeah, at some point. And based on knowing that I lived in DC currently, my name was Kimmy and that I went to UNC also at some point in my life, I woke up the next morning to a friend request on Facebook from that guy. And forever after that moment, I either lie in Ubers or I do not speak. Correct. Because it's just so easy and it's scary. I'm like, I don't need someone like showing up at my front door. You yeah. never know who's going to want to stalk you. Correct. Um, and that's why everything we do is so public. <laughs> Uh, but no, it it like I've had yeah, people that I've shared rides why we with in podcast. You know, so contradictory. I'm like, yeah, and that's Whatever. why I was just on a public dating show. Let's it's be fine. honest, no one listens to this. <laughs> no, it's just us. Um, and that's why we get to talk about the men and shade the men that we're dating. And yeah. wh- back to communication. Why okay. are men so hard to talk to? Because and get a hold of. Yeah, I don't know. It's because like also, <laughs> I feel like one week they're like breathing down your neck Mm -hmm. like they're just hitting you up every second and then the next week they're like Mm -hmm. sending you a message via carrier pigeon or like fax machine yeah in my dating experience I haven't been able to find the happy medium I am either I either feel like I'm trying to get a hold of the president or I can't get you to stop talking to me yeah well what's no matter how hard I try but it's also my issue is when it's the same person doing both. Oh, that happens too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, what's with the song and dance of... Whoa. Pick a lane. That was a sharp S. But yeah, what's with the song and dance of a man going from a like... sharp S? I... Oh. It was like really sharp and it made a loud whistle. Have you caught onto the trend of spicy R's? Crispy R's. Crispy R's. That's Grand what they're called. I'm crispy. <laughs> I don't think I have the brain cell today, if anyone has noticed. No one has a brain cell. Is that what a crispy R is? Graham cracker. Oh my god, they're all over my TikTok and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. What? Graham cracker. (laughs) It sounds like you're skipping the R. Graham cracker. Graham. Or saying. It's like, I don't know, it's like further back in your mouth. I I don't think I can do that. That's Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like East Coast girlies that kind of talk like that. Oh, interesting. I feel like I just keep derailing everything we're talking about. It's okay. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to having ADHD. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks. Um, I'm glad I'm here too because I do have anxious attachment. Me too. And my TikTok, (laughs) um, 
recently the for you page has been all about like anxious attachment and communication issues with men and i'm like why am i keep being being fed these screenshots and such i'm like it's just making me anxious about things that aren't even happening to me (laughs) being anxious attached with someone who's avoidant yeah i'm is and that's normally what ends up matching yeah is the set i've been learning about it on tiktok yeah a lot um but it, it's also like here. the the anxious attachment and like you are not getting what you need and so you start bombarding the person oh my god we've all been there my biggest fear in life is when i like someone and i'm eager to see them i'm always like i don't like the whole game playing where people are like you have to wait for them to text you first like you asked last time so they should act ask this time I'm like fuck that no I don't care I want to see them I'm gonna ask again if it's the second week in a row that it's my turn planning like I don't give a shit about that but there comes a time where I'm like this and this and this and what if we did that and that and then I'm like am I annoying you because now I'm anxious about annoying you but if I don't annoy you and then we don't hang out then I'm anxious about not hanging out and it's just like this never ending cycle. Correct. <laughs> A period. We've <laughs> mic drop. Um, but I I mean I've been in your shoes and I've literally taken time off of dating because I knew it was such a big issue for me yeah there were a lot of underlying things that I needed to work on as well yeah but I was it would it's just really hard when you're like I personally I don't play games but I also am like what is the normal response time to send something because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like oh let me not look so anxious I'm just like I know that my reaction is too intense right now and so I need to take a step back and reassess. But then I don't know what's actually socially acceptable either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's when it's like, it's not like a game of like, ooh, like now I want them I to take play initiative. Hard to get. Yeah. Or yeah. anything like that. It's a game of like me being like, I don't know what's supposed to happen here. I know. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that out because I'm literally like relearning a lot of stuff. Do you believe in playing hard to get? No, I think that's stupid. I I think most mature people would agree with you. Yeah. But I sometimes I like fear that because men mature so late that I'm like I don't know what it's to work on a 28-year-old. Yeah, I I also like so there's also the fun of playing like the cat and mouse game in yeah. terms of flirting. And yeah. you can play hard to get and tease. Yeah. But actually being hard to get is not like a fun thing. No one wants that. People enjoy no, the again, thrill of the the chase and the game and flirting. Also, People I have don't... anxious attachment. Exactly. I can't be hard to get. I am available because if if I do not see you, I will implode. It's funny because I feel in my experience that a man doesn't it, they also really aren't necessarily attracted the typical ones that I come across aren't also attached or in, looking for someone who's avoiding attachment either they mm-hmm. want someone that's definitely clearly into them yeah they don't want somebody because i mean a lot of people want somebody that's definitely into them right and i feel like if you're playing hard to get sometimes that comes off as like they don't really like me or like yeah totally. they don't want something serious yeah but i mean the flirtation is totally different than like what's actually happening yeah in the relationship or the right you know what goes on but it's really tough to just like sit there and have to wait and figure out like what does a man mean when they say like I don't feel like a deeper connection and it's like or like what do they mean when they say like I'm not looking for something serious because the other thing I realized is and as we've all witnessed on the fucking DC Dates Live, yeah. I'm going to fucking tell you. And right. as I've talked about before, I'm going to say when I'm not interested. And yes, I may not. I love that you did that with a hair flip. I'm going <laughs> to tell you I'm not interested hair flip. I didn't even notice I did that. <laughs> I literally amazing. am just sweating. Um. <laughs> wow. I wish I could give you some of my absolute shiver right now because I've been freezing. I love that for you. I don't. Um, but my, my point is I... I'm not going to flat out be like, I don't want to fucking bone you. Like, I'm not attracted to you physically. Yeah. But, like, I'm also not going to sugarcoat something and be like, it's not you, it's me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
And I, I just feel like a lot of times men, maybe they aren't fucking aware of what it is. And right. maybe they think they're looking for this deeper connection. But like my brother in Christ, if we're both interested in each other, physically attracted to each other, we've talked about this here before, but it's like, it's called dating. Just like roll with it and yeah. have fun. You're not going to find the love of your life and know either instantly or within three dates oftentimes. You will know if you don't want to continue talking to them because you don't like them they're boring you have nothing else in common or you don't have a physical connection with yeah them. for sure that's different but like sometimes i feel like men literally are like looking for that they'll just know right I, away and then you have oh to God. build something i first of all don't really believe in sparks and or love at first sight but that's because I don't think I, like, fully show someone who I am until, like, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. Which is why, like, I have a ton of friends from childhood and who know me really well now who have always said, like, the person you will most likely end up with is going to be, like, a f someone that you already know and love and who knows and loves you because that's just who I feel the closest to. Mm -hmm. So, like, building that friendship in the beginning is really important to me. But I wanted to go back to the it's just not that serious thing because I feel like I have received the gamut of that mm -hmm. from, A, someone told me this when we had not even been remotely serious or acting like it or and I hadn't been asking for things of that sort mm -hmm. I have been told that they are looking for something serious but not with me but they'd be willing to hang out casually still literally verbatim this summer by the way after two dates trash okay I literally responded I was like I've been doing casual since I was 16 like I don't need to have another yeah. person on my also, roster. Also, if you think that, yeah, if you think that you're the only person I have as an option right now, you're wrong. Right. Like, I don't need this. And then C, I've had someone tell me I'm just not looking for something serious after dating for months very fucking seriously. Yeah. So I'm just like, when do you know when that's not coming at the end? Exactly. And so that's when it's like, why am I sitting here therapizing the things that we've gone through and said to realize that you don't actually mean what you say and right. or that you're using it as some fucking excuse. Yeah. Because if they don't think they're using it as an excuse and they just don't think that they want something serious, then it's like, boy, something's wrong with you. I also think it goes back to something you said in the last episode, which was like, how dare we get a say in it? Oh, yeah. I think it's like men's way of maintaining control of the relationship where they're like, if I tell like the, the exhibit A I just gave. This guy and I had only been casually seeing each other like once a fucking month for like five months and it wasn't that deep. We didn't communicate in between when we did hang out. We were only at each other's houses like it was not going out on dates. It wasn't meeting each other's friend groups. Yeah, it wasn't catching up on our work days. And I hadn't heard from him in a while. And I was like, hey, like, do you still want to do this and he was like I'm just not looking for anything serious and I was like what the fuck says serious about this first of all what also about like what I did was serious I literally was like I'm using you I was like what <laughs> you're like great I'm glad we're on the same fucking page. exactly and that's what I said if this but is it too was serious like, for you then honey <laughs> I was like bold of you to assume that this is your decision yeah I just asked you why you fell off the face of the earth not why I don't have a ring on my finger Literally. Like, it was so bizarre. But so that kind of signals to me that I don't know. I think people a lot of times say it because they want to main maintain control. But then uh, the the unspoken side of that phrase mm -hmm. is with you. Yeah. It's not I don't want any anything serious in general. Because yeah. if the right person comes along, then, of course, it will work out no matter the timing. But it's really... Correct. I don't want anything serious with you. And that's part of it for me now is just when men tell me things, I'm like, do they mean what they're saying? And Probably not. Or like, yeah, do you just not want anything serious with me? And or are you saying you don't want something th serious because you just don't know what the fuck is happening in your life right now? Yeah. And you're like assuming this is serious. It's so crazy. I've like dated guys where they you like get the good morning text and you go on dates and you meet each other's friend groups and you 
spend weeknights at each other's houses meet and their like, extended family well like all this stuff and then you're like okay so um should we like you know talk about what comes next i'm like i'm really not looking for anything serious right now i'm like do you know what that means if i've met your parents if i've facetimed your siblings if i've met your aunts and uncles (laughs) this is getting deep for you (laughs) and we still weren't together yeah (laughs) it's so crazy i've worked through and that was trump traumatic in a way obviously yeah like that really affected my self-worth and i've worked through that and here i am but like it's just like i feel like it's you know when people are like oh i didn't intend to do that like, your intention doesn't really matter if, if you hurt me at the end of the day. Yeah. You can hurt people without meaning to be malicious. Right. And I always compare <laughs> it to this. people feelings. I always compare it to this um, metaphor that I once read online that was like, of course, someone who hit someone with a car didn't intend to do that unless you're trying to commit murder. But let's yeah. take that out of the picture for this metaphor. If you hit someone with your car, you obviously didn't intend to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You still fucking hit someone with your car. Correct. So I'm like, I feel like all these guys who are like, oh, I don't want anything serious. I'm like, did you just not? It's not like you didn't mean to give me the serious signals. Yeah. You can't just take it all back. And even when the serious signals aren't there. Right. And I feel like they say that to then like be like, oh, well, you know, like me meeting your family wasn't serious. How could you think that? Yeah, just because we moved in together and had five kids doesn't mean it's serious. <laughs> it's just to make us look crazy. Yeah. Well, and it is. And that's the thing that I've been on my fucking TikTok algorithm has been about like anxious attachment. And then like the for some reason, I also got on like some people with like, you know, dropping the dead weight type stuff. And they like put up their screenshots of their past relationships. Oh, yeah. And it's the the turning around and the gaslighting of like, it's not my fault. It's like, my, it's not my you, fault you read into this. It's not my fault I got, an, got another girl pregnant. <laughs> what? Literally. Some guy was Holy like, I tits. didn't meet like blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not my fault. And it's Actually, like, it is. It's like, please don't do this to us, baby. Don't break up with me. It's like, you fucking cheated. Like, of course, you know, it's like, don't do this to us. You're breaking us up. And it's like, no, sir, when you decided not to be a good partner in whatever (laughs) happened, you're excused. Thank you. Then it's like, that was you actually doing this. It's not on the woman. It's not on your partner. It's on you, sir. Yeah. And that's where it's like, again, it's like, well, I told you I didn't want anything serious. And it's like, you did preface that, Chad, but like, (laughs) Chad, Brad, again, I've met your grandparents and they send me birthday cards. So like, you tell me. All right. Sorry. That wasn't shade to our friend Brad either. I just, it rhymed. (laughs) Yeah. Thad. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's my soapbox on people who don't want something that serious. That's on the communication with men. And, like, we've just scratched the surface on being an anxious attachment person on top of having past trauma that confirms every anxiety you've ever had. Like, Also, wait, I gotta... I gotta... Keep going. I gotta keep going. Um, (laughs) I was just about to say that um, I think it's all, you know, making us look crazy by saying that. And how dare we read into all these signals, whatever, is obviously deep-rooted misogyny i guess subconscious misogyny if you will um i have something else that gets me too about that um men who are like in the prime of their lives basically like our age maybe in their early 30s mid 30s saying that that they don't want something serious oh it sends me to the fucking moon (laughs) and i'm like when How? You? Why? Do you ever? If you don't ever, that's fine. Correct. That's Live totally fine. your little bachelor life, whatever you want. If you eventually want a family and like a settled down relationship, um, you got, you should look maybe because ugh, it just gets under my skin because I'm like, we don't, if we as women want to reproduce, I don't have a choice as to when I get serious. That's true. And it pisses me off. And I know there's nothing we can do about this. Yeah. But it just really gets under my skin that men have the choice. Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah. There's. Oh, God. There's so much to say on this, too. I'm sorry. I opened a can of worms. <laughs> it's fine. It's just like <laughs> as somebody who has no idea if they want to reproduce. Yeah. I've also become comfortable with the concept of like 
if I personally decide it later on, I can adopt. And yes, so yeah. there are women out there who are tired of waiting and are going to get sperm donations. And yeah. like live your fucking life. I love that for people who are like taking things into their own hands and being like, I'm adopting a kid. I'm figuring it out. I'm doing my yeah. own thing. But it, it really is like, but then you're committing to I'm raising a kid alone. Yeah. Like it, it's a huge Scary. commitment. It's terrifying. And it's terrifying to bring someone into the world in general and care for another human. Oh, and yeah, it's just absolutely. like, it's so frightening. Frightening. I know. Sorry. There Bless we go. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the men really do have control of that situation for the most part. And it's, yeah. And when you factor in a wage gap and the fact that women couldn't open a credit card until the 70s and like all this other shit on top oh of God. like the loops that women have to go through. I, and you can't even, sorry, you go can't on, go off, girl, go off, queen. a doctor to believe you as woman for the, like a majority of women have experiences of doctors not believing what oh, they're telling yeah, them 100%. or dismissing pain or issues. And we also want to talk about. I love how passionate you just got. Sorry. It really, it gets my goat when um medicine just it gets your what my goat your goat yeah like it gets my goat that's not a thing yes it is i really don't believe you anyway i'm very passionate about medicine and women and having access and it really upsets me when um things happen and females and transgender and um, non-binary and minority and like literally anyone who's not a cis white male <laughs> yeah can't get access to something or is not believed like it just yeah. blows my mind when I can tell somebody that like something's wrong with my body and they're like well when was your last period oh my god or that fact that like people can't be like I know I don't want kids I want to get my tubes tied or I want a hysterectomy yeah and they're like are, are you, you sure? sure what if you yeah. change your mind and it's like why the fuck yeah and it's like no especially people for didn't the women ask who me are... that when I decided to get my entire body hair laser removed off especially when people are, are like, you gonna regret I'm... that when bushes come back maybe but I'll deal with that when it gets there they say it to lesbian couples and they're like I I don't want it. Get it. Oh and they God. say Get it, it to off people who are getting gender affirming care and removing their parts that they don't want or use or need anymore. It's just so obscenely frustrating. Anyway, gets my goat. Gets your goat. I need to find out the origin and use of this. Um, and I'm also going to lighten the mood with a funnier. To upset or irritate one idiom informal. The way she's correcting other people really gets my goat. Okay. Thank you. I'll incorporate that into my vocabulary. Um, I have a way less serious form of yeah. misogyny that I experienced today <gasps> that just made me laugh because wow. it's like something that we just deal with. Sometimes it's funny. So I was ordering clothes for an upcoming music festival that I'm going to and I ordered these like reflective pants and they're like an awful material. It's basically like this thick polyester it's like re reflective, like what you would wear like on a crossing guard vest, right? It sounds sweaty. It's sweaty. And so I put them on. I ordered two different versions that were branded for women on Amazon. And both pairs, I mean, you, you literally put them on and it like draws the water out of your every pore. Like you immediately start sweating. I don't know how to explain it. It is like sitting on a vinyl booth. It is awful. I went to see if they had men's versions. They have men's versions that I now have ordered. Are they cheaper? Um, not only are they cheaper, but they're lined so that that fabric doesn't touch your body. That's crazy. The women's ones were not. And all the men's ones had a mesh lining for comfort. I love it. And I was it's like, for the balls. oh, for your little balls. Yeah. I suck when they get all sweaty. Oh, no, my balls are going to chafe. Yeah. Uh, I have a pair of shorts like that from The Gap, but they're yeah. like an athletic short. Yeah. So I have like the runner like lining in them, but the waistband doesn't. But I kind of mm. like it when I work out because then it helps me get the extra water weight out sometimes oh when I God. walk. I feel really skinny afterwards. Speaking of feeling skinny. Oh my I have god. Such a story for yeah. the listeners at home. Please. Um, I was recently in one of my dearest friends' weddings, um, Sam in Asheville, North Carolina, and it was like my whole college girlfriend group, and we were all bridesmaids. And I had ordered my dress months ago. My lovely mother had altered it for me because I am short and formal wear is long. 
Um, I had tried on the dress like a matter of weeks ago. I was like, great. My shoes like, you know, are the right height for it. Whatever. We go. We're all getting ready in this Airbnb. Every girl's dress is the same material and color in like a slightly different silhouette. But some of us had the same silhouette because that's just how the cookie crumbled. And I take the dress, it's my silhouette, off the hanger and I put it on my body and I was like, hmm, this feels a little tight, like whatever. I have my friend zip it up and I'm like, this like does not feel comfortable. And the dress was like a stretchy fabric, so it actually was like one of the more comfortable bridesmaids dresses I've been honored to wear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this cannot be – we start like – literally all hands on deck like cutting the hanger ribbons off of every other girl's dress to try to corset the back up where it like wouldn't close we are trying to cut out the um boob padding so that it would like be tight like fit better like we are doing everything we can possibly think of and I look down and I'm like this is so short my mother had hemmed it for six inch heels and I had ended up borrowing a pair of Lucy's that were only like an inch and a half so the dress should have been longer than intended and it was like sitting at my ankles and I was like well maybe it's because it's obviously too small so it's like riding up my hips more and Morgan just looks at me and she goes there's no way this is your dress and I was like what do you mean like of course it's my dress and we take it off Bitch, I had been squeezing my ass into a size four formal wear gown. And for our male listeners, formal wear is notoriously smaller than typical sizing. And I just felt like this sigh of relief because I was like, oh, my God. I'm like standing in this bathroom sweating. All my girlfriends are trying to like help me fit into this dress. I was like, how did I gain 50 pounds in two weeks? Like. The girl math in my head is not girl mathing. I was like, <laughs> if anything, I have like pretty unhealthily starved my body to get to this point. So what's going on? Mm-hmm. It was an out of body experience. I got stress hives. The makeup artist had to like <laughs> paint over them. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, she'll hopefully never know that you started to rip up our dress. Literally, that we st- and it, I shit you not. I was like unzipping it when we had finally figured it out. I'm like acting this out right now for people who are watching. I'm like unzipping the back of my shirt. We are unzipping it and we just hear the makeup artist out in the living room go, okay, sweetie, you're all done. And we were like, oh, nobody move. (laughs) Quickly got me in my right dress. It was just crazy. It was like, I feel like every girl's worst nightmare. So scary. No, that I would be like panic crying at that point. Yeah, they were all like, you handled that with such grace. And I was like the only reason I didn't have a full-blown panic attack is because like I'm a woman my weight has fluctuated in my lifetime and I know that the first thing to go when you gain weight is your jeans because like denim doesn't give that much Mm -hmm. like we normally wear it tighter than we should so like as soon as you gain five pounds it's like (laughs) you're buttoning that (laughs) go to hell when yeah you know and the only reason I was like really confident in it being a dress problem and not a Kimmy problem is that my jeans were fitting too big. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way. Talk about body dysmorphia. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, if you're ever in a bridesmaid's fitting room and your dress doesn't fit, make sure you have the right fucking dress on before you start panicking. Yeah. Just Jeez. a tip for everyone out there. Um. Okay. Well, that was a fun little rant. What is one thing that we are obligated to sometimes do in public that makes you really embarrassed for no reason. Um, like we talked about getting out of Ubers. Yeah, getting out of Ubers is embarrassing. Getting shown your table at the restaurant is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think tying your shoes is really oh, embarrassing. Yeah, you know that's my number one. I'm well. It's because I'm fun fact really bad at tying shoes. <laughs> Like, it takes me a long time. I can do it, but it takes me a long time. And I think because I've always thought it was kind of embarrassing, I've now worked it up in my head. So a lot of times when I go to tie my shoes, I do it wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I have to start over. And then I'm like, people are going to notice how long I've been down here. And they're going to think I'm stupid. And I just get really in my head about it. I've never noticed 
for you. How bad I am at tying shoes. No, I'll I don't. show you. I'll show okay. you someday. Um, for me, <laughs> I think it's the whole theater of like being like, oh, I'll catch up, you guys. Let me find oh, like a place God. to pull over on the sidewalk <laughs> and prop my shoe up because I'm probably that. in jeans that are super stiff. Yeah, and I can't bend down, so I have to lift my shoe up. I hate when Kill me. I hate when people wait. I want them to keep going because, again, I don't want you to watch me tie my shoe. I don't want you to wait because then I'm like, like, oh, my God, they're waiting on me. No, really. I'm like, like, let me sprint to catch up on I'm like, please keep fucking walking. You can't watch this. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, just meander somewhere else, please. Don't look at me. (laughs) Anywhere but here. God, no. Um, The whole theater of having to tie a shoe is like, oops, sorry, guys. Speaking of Mayday Parade, my... Spotify just said fuck you today. So their new day list mm-hmm. feature is incredible. It like curates music for you at four different parts of your day. And today mine started off in the morning. I woke up at like 7 30 because it's daylight savings now. So we're an hour later than we perceive on the clocks. So I woke up at 7 30, really 8 30. I got out of bed and I was like, I feel so great. And I went to play Spotify while I was getting ready for my day. And it was angst, mall pop, early, sorry, mall goth, early morning. And I was like, okay, sick. And then I go about my day and then it's angst, mall goth morning, just like normal morning, not early morning. And I was like, okay, Spotify. And then I went to the gym this afternoon and it was angst, mall goth afternoon. And I was like, Okay, so I apparently only have one type of music taste in the whole world. For a Monday. Mm-hmm. And then, right, which I guess kind of makes sense. And then this evening, it changed to angst high school evening. <laughs> so a little variation there, but all I basically made a parade of boys like girls. I the concept of Malgoth. Same, and I don't really... And it's very accurate to describe my youth. <laughs> but do you think Malgoth is, like, accurate to, like, boys like girls and c- cartel? Kind of, because it's... It... It's um ye old hot topic before the rebrand when they I had guess. the big like rubber bracelets that had all yeah. the band names and the feel your boobies yeah it was it's, I love boobies whatever <laughs> it was breast cancer awareness so was feel your boobies oh were they different I don't know money you remember went to, to write cancer. love on her arms yeah they yeah. still exist good times yeah anyway, anyway. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, um, give us a follow. Funny, hot, very cool. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, leave comments like, on Spotify. Post or YouTube us on your Instagram or... story so that yeah. all your friends see how funny, hot, and very cool and we we'll are. We'll try and be better at posting more content throughout a week. I guess I know we've really just been, like twice a week. We've been like absolutely shitting the dick on that, and I feel like it's because I've shot my bed. I <laughs> just like. This is just like a fun little hobby for us. Now. I know, but we'll <laughs> I don't see what happens. Work. No promises. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. Anyway, but thanks for listening. Um, yeah. See you later. Bye, stupid idiot. Bye. Bye. Bye.